Today's episode of the Geek 30 Happy Hour is brought to you by Amazon.com. Head to geek30.com slash Amazon to do all of your shopping. It helps us pay the bills at no extra cost to you. Again, that's geek30.com slash Amazon. Coming up on today's show, they didn't hear it through the grapevine. The dark side has clouded your vision. Getting strange in here. And Bert Sims is ready to believe you. (laughs) Your emails and more on episode 46 of the Geek 30 Happy Hour. Welcome back to another episode of the Geek 30 Happy Hour, where we drink a toast to all the geeky things we're passionate about. Today's November 6th, 2016. I'm Alex, and here's JoJo. Hello. How are you doing today, sir? Pretty good, man. How are you? <laughs> Very good. It's uh, it's it's dark in here. It's dark in here. One of, <laughs> one of the lights is out. One, like, it sounds like seven of them are out, yeah, it feels actually. That way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, welcome back, everybody. Thanks for being here. And, um, you know, just some quick housekeeping items, of course. Leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. And check out our website where we've got all this great content, geek30.com. Spell out the word 30. Uh, You will find everything you need there. Um, Let's introduce today's guest. We have a guest today? This is a long time coming. Long time (laughs) isn't like the past couple months. Long time listener, first time uh, guest. First time guest, yeah. Yeah. And uh, this is Neil. Greetings, hail and well met, guys. Hello. <laughs> Neil and I met at Tin Cannon Brewery uh, during an industry night. They invited you over. You're a, a big patron over there, right? I am. Love those guys. They're like family. Yeah, great and, beer. And we hit it off. We had some really great geeky conversations. He's a big Marvel guy. And uh, they. Just, I was like, dude, we got to get you on the show. But don't let me tell everybody your story. You tell the people your story. Let them know, uh, what are you geeky about? Uh, well, you know, growing up, my my dad was uh, an Air Force officer, so we used to live on Air Force bases, and he'd drag us out to the base exchange, and we'd make a beeline for the comic book section. So we'd sit on the floor the entire time and read all the comic books while my dad was out doing his thing. So, you know, Iron Man, Spider-Man, The Avengers, Captain America, Batman, all, all of that things. stuff, Justice League. I feel like there's something that you could do in a military base that you couldn't do outside, because all my friends did that on military bases, but if you ever go outside, they'll hit you. They You, you have to buy it first before you can yes. read it. Kick you out exactly. So I feel like this is military You're ruining kind of our comic books, right, right? Exactly. So I feel like that's kind of a, a perk, quote unquote, uh, for being a military brat. Yeah. Not only are you a big geek, but you are also a big beer aficionado. I am. We were always out trying to uh, check out all the lo- la- the latest craft breweries around the area. As you guys know, there's a ton of them. They're popping up everywhere. Heck you yeah. Know, a couple of years ago, the General Assembly passed some legislation to remove some of the economic and, and other impediments to opening a brewery and now they're blowing up man it's I great it. it's uh, as one of my friends says this is the uh, the golden age of craft brewing it's a great time to be alive and of Hell course yeah. you live in the second biggest craft brewery area in the nation yeah it's absolutely pretty, virginia yep fucking awesome the only place is bigger than san diego yeah, well, you know, I think um, we're on Denver that. is starting to creep up, if not have already passed us at Who's, this point, from what I've heard. I'm shaking my Those fist at them. <laughs> MFers. I yeah. do love Denver. I feel like I want to go over there sometime. Oh, snowboarding there is fantastic. Yeah, maybe we'll get Neil to come over there with us. Neil and I went um, went uh, perusing through a couple of... He showed me around. We went to Pendruid. We went to You're, Pendruid Brewing, and we went to Hopkins Ordinary Ale Works. That's right. We, uh, a couple episodes back, I think I mentioned them, and... 
great stuff we got to get jojo to come along next yeah, time last time i had cruise plague and i couldn't taste anything yeah, so JoJo. i felt like it was kind of a waste. well we didn't want you spreading your your plague so yeah that's a different kind of yeast strain that you don't want yes <laughs> yeah you know uh we should take that yeast strain over to pendrid and see what they can do with it maybe something <sighs> i don't cool. know i think their wild yeast is always going to be superior to his plague <laughs> <laughs> you sure well it's, it's from europe so <laughs> <laughs> very european uh well thanks for being here man thanks for having can't me can't wait to have some really geeky conversations with you we have a lot of really great stuff to get into especially an awesome beer that neil has brought just a heads up yeah. though there might be some spoilers coming up in the later part of the episode just a quick heads up yeah we are gonna you talk got about plenty of thing. time we'll exactly give you, we'll, we'll give, give you another warning uh, we're gonna be talking a little bit about dr strange but um you know we'll give you enough of a heads up at that point in case you guys want to stop listening uh, but until then let's get into the beer segment oh hello geek study it's beer time Today's beer is brought to you by Birthday Cake. Rich, delicious, chocolatey. Happy birthday, Jojo! Thank you. It's, it's Jojo's birthday, It's everybody. not my birthday. What are you talking about? Yes, it is. It's, I don't have yeah, birthdays. I'm too it's old for birthday. birthdays. No! Neil and I just got back from taking him to go get some sushi. It was then, awesome uh, and delicious. And now we have some birthday cake. Yay! It's chocolate cake. Uh, what, tell us about this cake, Neil. Well, it's it's just a run-of-the-mill chocolate cake that I picked up, but what's more important is, when we get into tasting the beer, how this inter- re- interrelates to the beer itself. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, so you actually pair cake with beer. Absolutely. That's what we're about to do here. Oh, nice. So Best this is ever. a multifaceted <laughs> experience right now. You guys are experiencing uh, JoJo's birthday, and go check out our um, our Facebook page. Uh, we actually just did a live sh- uh, shot of... Jojo blowing out his candle, one candle, That's <laughs> only one candle. That's all you got. Yeah. Uh, so and there's also a video of me pretty much going into tears after your announcement. Oh yeah, because <laughs> we're having a baby and stuff. That's right. <laughs> Dan and I are having a baby. In case you missed that last episode, right. go check it out. You can hear Jojo's awesome reaction, unfiltered. Yeah, <laughs> to that news. <laughs> but uh, now we got a great beer, though. Let, let's let's talk about what we're actually drinking today. It is Founders Breakfast Stout. Um, according to uh, what do we got here, Jojo? It's their it's their actual website, right? Yes. Okay, so the coffee lovers uh, consummate beer uh, brewed with an abundance of flaked oats, bitter and imported chocolate, and two types of coffee. Their stout has, or this stout, has an intense, fresh roasted Java nose topped with a frothy cinnamon frothy cinnamon colored head that goes forever. Head that goes forever. (laughs) Careful, she answered you last time. That's true. Oh man. We had to pause with the thing Get really weird. (laughs) Okay, but it's an 8.3% ABV. Oh, wow, it's a heavy beer. Heavy, heavy yeah. beer. Uh, and you know what? Cheers. Let's get Cheers. a quick, quick sip in. Cheers, huh? gentlemen. It's so chocolatey. God, I love this. Oh, wow. So what you need to do now is take a bite of the chocolate cake. Then okay. Then take another drink of the Founder's Breakfast Stout. Then take a second bite of the chocolate cake and drink some of the stout while you're chewing the chocolate cake okay. and note how the two interact with each other it's amazing all right so first that, that I'm, sounds I'm gonna like take a lot another, of steps i don't know if i can i'm gonna take <laughs> so i'm taking a sip sip swallowed okay now i'm going to take a bite of this freaking awesome looking cake oh my god it's so good mm. oh so chocolatey okay all right i i've swallowed the bite 
Oh my god, that's oh, wow. amazing. Now eat some chocolate cake and drink the beer through the cake while you're chewing it. No fucking way. Hold on. I can't get this cake on my fork. <laughs> oh, that opens up. Look at that. Dude, are you kidding me? There's a new sweetness Isn't there. Isn't that amazing? It's like, wow. It, the um, The icing is like immediately just like blossoms. Right. On the chocolate cake, I am loving this. Like People it opens at home, up the sweetness there. It's not like a, an oversweet thing, but it just opens up this like brightness to it, like a, a color to it. It's awesome. Yeah. Who, who knew that beer and dessert went together? Oh, They're God, one and the same. God right. bless you, Neil. God bless you. It's <laughs> brilliant. This uh, brewery is um, founders. <clears throat> and they're based in Grand Rapids, Michigan. So if okay. you ever get up that way, a great place to go and visit. Yeah. So when was your first experience with this beer and like trying this little pairing? So there used to be a restaurant over in Gainesville, Virginia called Desiderio Italian American Grill. And it closed down a couple years ago. But they carried Founders Breakfast out. And they had this amazing Italian chocolate cake. And so uh, one night we were all just kind of hanging out and we tried it. And uh, we were all just like going, holy crap, this is amazing. And uh, a young couple came in, sat down at the bar next to me, and they came in just for dessert. And uh, I overheard their conversation, and they were asking the bartender, should we get a cappuccino to go with our chocolate cake? And I said, well, I've overheard your conversation. I hope you don't mind me butting in. Get the founder's breakfast out. And the woman looked at me like I was nuts. <laughs> but they bought one, and yeah. they tried it, and they had the same reaction you guys did. And she was like, thank you, thank you, thank you. This is amazing. And they ordered a second one. Right. I mean, I've heard pairings of like crackers or fruit, like grapes um, or strawberries, chocolate, cheeses. I have never heard of chocolate cake as a as a pairing, and that's amazing. And one of the things that really stood out to me when I first took a sip of this beer is that there's definitely a chocolatey note at the very end, and you know, definitely some really prominent uh, coffee flavors. The uh, the chocolate really actually tasted a little bit bitter. Mm-hmm. And not in a bad way. I mean, it, it just tasted like a dark chocolate, kind of like what they were like, almost like a pure cocoa. You right. know what I mean? Absolutely. So that's really what I got out of that. But then, you know, I mean, it doesn't. I, With a little sure bit of, of the bitterness from the coffee as well. I'm sure it doesn't hurt that I'm shoving a ton of like sugar into my mouth <laughs> as I'm drinking this. But immediately, like, it really did. The, the flavor blossomed. It was incredible. Absolutely. Really cool pairing. Thanks for sharing this, dude. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Much. The, the only other question is, is your pregnant wife going to be upset that she's not getting any, any chocolate cake while we're down here eating it? Deanna, you want some cake? You want JoJo to eat it all? She not all of it. To, she said to eat it all. I didn't hear that. Yeah, she did. It's wild. <laughs> I mean, I am deaf, but I'm, I'm playing that card right now. <laughs> I didn't hear it. <laughs> well, JoJo's going to dive into this entire cake. Face first. Face first. As we get into the news. No, Vine's going away, guys. No, oh, no. What are we going to do? Well, we're not going to do it for the Vine anymore. No, no I guess Sadly. we won't. Uh, have you ever uh, used Vine? I've, I've never used it. It's one of those little aspects of social media that I just kind of ignored. Yeah, I felt like that's kind of how... I was on Vine for like about 20 minutes. <laughs> I was on there for a while. I had some good stories oh, up yeah, there. Oh, yeah, you had some yeah. really good stuff on Vine. I remember just following you pretty much for right. some things. <laughs> just like on Snapchat. Go follow JoJo on Snapchat. It's funny. I, I have some fun stuff I, on there. I think you guys on the Geek 30 podcast should start getting into Dub Smash. Dub Smash? That's yeah. um, that's the... the no, I don't sing well. Lip sync. <laughs> lip sync. No, you don't have to. It's just you lip sync oh, there you go. to the existing music. But somehow JoJo would fuck I, I, it up. But so, you, you act it out. Have you ever seen a picture of Homer System with a box of cereal and a bowl of milk and it's still on fire? 
<laughs> that's me with like singing. That that kind of car wreck is what we're exactly what we're looking for here. Makes for good radio and good video. And good video. All right, so apparently we're doing Dub Smash. Um, but Vine was was phenomenal. I love the platform. It came out with uh, just six second videos. I can't remember if they ever extended it to ten seconds or not. I know when Instagram first came out, they. Um, came up with 10 second videos after Vine. They copied the style of Vine the same way they copied off of Snapchat as well later on. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you can get up, to, I think, to a minute on Instagram as well. Uh, yeah. They were just bigger platforms. They mm-hmm. had the, the te- technology and the, the funds to do that. Uh, Vine rocketed a lot of individuals' uh, acting careers. Uh, people who ended up going to stage, uh, going to uh, movies, going to shows. People like Clarity and King Bach. Um, Batch. Ba- Team Batch? Yeah, King Batch? Batch. Yeah, because. His uh, his last name was Bachelor. Ah, so good to know. He he was constantly like, because I said the same thing. Yeah, I saw some video where he was like, "It's not Bach, it's Batch." I was like, <laughs> "Oh shit, all right." Sorry, I'm classically trained. So. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what I read. <laughs> um, and there was one Tom. I I can't remember the Tom's last name, but he's he's on stage right now, and um, a lot of people their careers started because of Vine, and so it's it a great platform. Unfortunately. It never really evolved. After Instagram kind of took the idea, and a lot more people are on Instagram than they are on Vine, that's where it kind of pitched and hold itself. I really liked Vine for some of like the comedians I saw. Like, Absolutely. Um, I'm trying to remember. It was Will Sasso? Uh, yeah, Will Sasso, yeah. Yeah, the, the lemon bit. You know what I'm talking <laughs> the lemon about? lemon was hilarious. He had this whole bit where if within six seconds you'd see him like he'd look at a lemon he'd get really concerned and then all of a sudden he'd go Bleh, and like out would come a lemon out of his mouth and nice. it was the dumbest like you know and he'd do it in different ways physical like, humor but it was it was awesome like he'd answer the phone and somebody would be like lemon and he'd go and just out would come a, a he'd lemon. also uh, impersonate Arnold Schwarzenegger while he's in taxis he's oh, like yeah. why don't you let me drive while like talking to he's the taxi he's got a cigar cab. in his hand yeah, and exactly he's... it was just hilarious it was amazing what people could do in six seconds Absolutely. but Twitter bought them and I guess it just didn't ever really pan out. Nothing. Right. Um, I don't really know too much about what the because well, Twitter the wasn't doing gain was going to be too but. good themselves. You know, let alone to put money into t- to Vine, a secondary uh, app. You know, so yeah. I don't I don't know what was going on there. Unfortunately, yeah. The uh, with the rise of Snapchat, though, and mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's funny because Snapchat and Vine, I felt like came out around the same time, and we were right. just showing Neil Snapchat, right? You're, yeah, that's the first time I'd ever actually looked at it. Yeah, so Snapchat, everybody should take a look at that. It's and Neil, if little, someone sees a chug, send a chug to you. It means you have to chug the beer. You can't just place a bottle to your lips. Oh, this motherfucker! <laughs> I'm going to call you it every single time. Sounds to me like there's a story here. <laughs> How many times have you done this? Uh, so I, I don't do this often. See a chug, send a chug is something that we do to each other over Snapchat, where basically we'll take it, we'll take like a glass. And like, kind of go dink against the phone, and you know, take a video of ourselves doing. Oh, that was your phone. Sorry. <laughs> just, just, hey, just cracked my just screen, cracked man. Um, he can't afford light bulbs right now, so I don't no, know if he's yeah. gonna <laughs> moving got, the phone got, over here. Yeah, I got a baby coming. This is gonna be really hard. Um, and you would film yourself, and then just you know, down a beer. And so they, he and his brother JoJo and his brother, uh, also named Jose, would. <laughs> do this to me and i would just you know i'm not a hardcore chug like they'll just down an entire beer and i'll chug a beer i'm not gonna down it and uh they were like claiming that i wasn't like drinking the beer at all i'm sitting here like what the 
fuck? I got through half of it. Come on, you're killing me. So and he basically it, just picked the bottle to his lips. And it's, it's like you, you can see the beer not moving. So. It, it sounds like the takeaway here is that JoJo has a bottomless gullet. <laughs> oh, it is. It's yeah. ridiculous. So if you guys, I'm gonna play that for you. You, uh, you need one of those glasses that when you you tilt it back, it looks like the the liquid's disappearing. <laughs> That's so right. He thinks yes. you're drinking. Magic trick. Yeah, exactly. Well, well, now that we know. Yeah, so, so JoJo's uh, playing a Snapchat right now, and you can hear Genuine's pony playing is in the background. You? Mm-hmm. That is that is just frightening. See a chug, send the a hat, chug. the hair, the goggles. Yeah. So that one I didn't I mean, finish. Unfortunately, you look like you should be on some sort of MTV music so video. So that one I didn't. You notice I didn't finish it because the glass was touching my goggles. I couldn't put it all the way back. Looks kind of like making a good seal on there. Manuk of the feels North. Like, a, like a, an excuse <laughs> at this point. For those who can't see this, it looks like it sounds like a Magic Mike XXL right now. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. So that, that uh, looks like Nanak of the North at some ski resort. Yeah, JoJo's wearing a ski. Uh, Usually, like, I'm not dressed up like goggles. that, but because it was my birthday, I figured I'd Halloween costume, maybe. You know, maybe. Well, yeah. every day, Halloween every yeah. day. <laughs> but the idea is, uh, someone sends you a chug, you send it back, and you chug the entire beer, Alex. Yeah, that was actually my brother. He wanted me to call you out on the show. By the way, <laughs> I know you listen, Jose. You motherfucker. That's why he wanted me to call you out on the show. You're lucky I love you so damn much. So Snap and Vine are different in which uh, Vine, you would just post it out there, um, six seconds. You can either put it to just your friends or the public could see it, which is why a lot of people got um, popular. Snap is different in which you can send a snap directly to somebody. It will not expire until they view it. Once they view it, it's gone forever. Um, or you can put something. Hours. No, if you put it on your story. Then but I thought, for, I thought even um, direct. No, 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 no. If I send it to you and you don't open it for a week, it's still there after oh, a week. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good to know. It won't go away until you open it if I send it directly to you. If I put it on my story, then you only have 24 hours to see it. I'm still trying to figure this thing out. <laughs> I still don't even know what the hell I'm doing, Neil. <laughs> I'd be very afraid for him to send anything like that to, to you. I mean... It could be very oh, scary, so many pictures. Yeah, I know. I'm blind. I'm well, blind. After no three or four, he had chugs and chugs in a night. He gets wiener pictures. I mean, it's just it's, it's, it's you know you know cause effect relationship. What is it? One beer, I feel good. Seven beers, I feel everyone. <laughs> Into the gutter. <laughs> well, you know, seeing Snapchat thriving. Honestly, it feels like it's thriving when. Against? I even found myself on Snapchat where I was like, ah, I don't really care about this, but now I'm on it. Right. And just Vine kind of fell off the wayside. I'm just not really surprised. Again, it was, it was Vine and Twitter as a whole. Vine was a great concept. It was just never developed, unfortunately. It, it was never coaxed. It was never marketed. It just it just stagnated, unfortunately. And it was under Twitter, and they weren't going to put any money into it. Um, Snap, I think, is doing good. Despite the fact that Instagram, owned by Facebook, has more money and has implemented all the Snap features into it, Snap still excels, and I, I, I appreciate that. They're still trying to develop the platform. Yeah, and even from a um, from a company perspective, we have an article from The Verge that we're going to put in our show notes. Check this out because they have a lot of sort of the story behind Vine and the the Twitter acquisition, but also some insight into their um, the it, it seemed kind of tumultuous the uh, the executive. Um, uh, culture over there because th- it seemed like people were just quitting left and right and bringing people on and then quitting and then bringing people on and quitting. Right. So uh, they pr- they didn't really make any money. Right. And that's uh, yeah. That's uh, that's what happens. And then you shut the doors. Exactly. So, it was a great idea. It was, it was never. It never had a direction. Never really took off. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, I I liked it when it first started. Uh, my very first Vine ever was me and my roommate at the time, Ryan, vining each other, going whoa, and just doing that, and then it ended. That was before you were married. Yeah, that was way before I was married. <laughs> that scary. was a while ago. Yeah, Good it was lord. A while ago. 
Um, so everybody uh, say Vine, rest in peace. We'll pour one out for Vine. Pour one out. Not on my carpet. Again. Jo- Jojo, Jojo, not on my Wait, Jojo. I just won. Oh, just God one. Damn it. You just pour it. Oh, we'll get it later. Let <laughs> oh, Finn drink it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Next up, there is a really cool video that we wanted to share with you guys. It's um, it, it's a fan-made Star Wars film. we got to get our Star Wars fix in. Absolutely. Right? And and you're a big Star Wars fan, right, Neil? Huge Star Wars fan. Uh, I remember going back when uh, the first Star Wars movie came out. Obviously, back then, it was just called Star Wars. <laughs> and there was no a, a New Hope appended to it at the time. It was an episode four. So, but I'm also a you know, big enough Star Wars fan that I'm not one of these people who gets all upset about the, the three prequel movies. You know, I, I enjoy them for what they are, and I don't get caught up in all this. Oh my gosh, you know, this really isn't Star Wars. Let's not watch it. I, agree. Or, I still or, enjoy them. Yeah, I still enjoy them a lot. I and, still like uh, episode two more than three. Yeah. I know a lot of people have three more than two. I love three. That's um, my favorite. But I just, I, I don't know why there's so much of a, of a hate towards them. But if you want to see something really cool, uh, that the opening sequence in the third prequel movie at the very beginning where. Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker and their little fighters and they're closing in on uh, General Grievous's ship to, tr- to rescue uh, um, the, the Chancellor. Chancellor yeah. That whole scene on a massive 75-inch 1080p HD screen looks amazing. You turn the volume way up. Right. So you guys Come on over to Neil's house. That's right. Come on over. <laughs> We're going to watch it. What, what, what sort of TV do you have again? Uh, I've got this big 75-inch <laughs> 1080p HD set. It's beautiful. College football, sci fi, sci fi, Marvel, whatever. Yeah. It looks great. So I live near uh, Los Rhino and Quattro Goombas. So I'll bring over a growler of each. Excellent. Beautiful. All right. It's a date. Oh, if, <laughs> so if we're going to be talking Star Wars and you're going by Quattro Goombas, you got to bring the. Uh, Dark Vader. The Dark, Dark IP, Vader IP, Black IPA. IPA yeah. My favorite Black Slash IPA. Cascadian Black Ale. Yes. Love it. It's delicious. Uh, so we have a, a fan made film uh, that was. Brilliant! I thought it was so freaking really well cool. done. Uh, there's an article on Nerdist that kind of features it and some behind the scenes looks on it. It's called Hoshino, and it's about a blind Jedi, uh, and it kind of explains her story. It's seven minutes long, but there's so much uh, emotion kind of captured within those seven minutes, and I just loved everything about it. It was very cool. Yeah, what were your reactions, Neil? Well, it's funny because you know I, I like a lot of other things, science fiction and and fantasy and, and so forth. And for some reason, that little clip reminded me of that scene in the Lord of the Rings when Pippin just can't keep his hands off the Palantir and he runs <laughs> off with it in the middle of the night so he can go look at it, you know. And he's, he looks yeah. like he's blind for a minute. He's looking up, and so when she stole this lightsaber and ran off with it, I'm like, this is not going to end well. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jojo, can you give a quick synopsis of the video in general? Well, first off, I'd like to say that there is there is some dialogue, but it's not a lot of, a lot of dialogue. But dialogue. dialogue. What is it? Da- 1.3? <laughs> I, just, I, I think I had a stroke. So. <laughs> you smell toast? You smell just, toast? My right arm. Just, <laughs> what's a toast? Oh, here's, here's a toast. No. Here's a toast. <laughs> but um, I like the fact that a lot of the... Uh, the the episode uh, the little uh, segment was done physically that they can sh- uh, act through body work without having to say anything. Um, yeah. That being said, is that um, 
there's this young Padawan being trained by a Jedi, and she is just, uh, I don't know, obnoxious. She's so, she has no... Uh, she's being a wiener. Aren't, being a wiener. aren't they all, though, when they're, they're at yeah. that stage? I mean, <laughs> exactly. God, I know Angsty. everything. You know. Right. Yeah. And I mean, Luke Skywalker was the same way. Absolutely. Uh, like Obi-Wan. When I he don't understand. It. Why are you <laughs> making me do all this stuff? Power converters. <laughs> Guys. The Toshi Station. She's some womp rats. <laughs> it's the worst. But uh, she was way too uh, bullheaded and way too just, I, I need to do this, I need to say, and the master was like, calm down. There's a reason why. Calm down and yeah. explain everything. Calm down. So at some point, she uh, she grabs his lightsaber while he's sleeping. He apparently doesn't notice that the lightsaber has gone, so he's not that in touch. I, I gotta with think, it. though, that he actually knows that <laughs> she has have. it. And this is a lesson to be learned. Yeah. That was my yeah, impression. He, yeah, that's my impression. And, and it went the wrong way that he didn't even right because i mean it, certain certain lessons you you kind of you can't teach it they have to learn it themselves you yes know? and i don't want to necessarily give away what what exactly happens right. and transpires but it's a good lesson in um patience absolutely which is a and it's all encapsulated within seven minutes highly recommend you guys check it out i think one of the things that stood out for me in this video was the really amazing graphics i mean the the whole part where she was putting the lightsaber together was really well done i mean that looked legit right it, it was totally professional looking i i couldn't see anything that looked like you artificial know artificial or, about it it was amazing and they used modern cutting techniques so you can see where the pieces zoomed up into place and then stopped so they, they didn't waste time with that at all so they, they they knew what was important what was not and they cut out the gristle yeah um the fight scene at the end, I mean, she's a total boss. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of want her to be canon. Once like, she calms was, down. Well, yeah, <laughs> I, I wanted to see more. Why, why leave us hanging like that? I know. Damn it. Oh, they did a really good job with this, though. Absolutely. We're going to have an, um, the show notes uh, set up with um, with a link to it. And, and at the bottom here, they actually had a, a making of Hoshino. And it had sort of like a side-by-side. I don't think you guys actually watched this, but it's a side-by-side of like, you know, the the initial sketchings and drawings of how they wanted each scene to look. Really well done. I think it was a cool little behind-the-scenes look. That's about two minutes long. Um, So, again, check it out. It's going to be in the show notes. Now, So, speaking of Star Wars, um, are you guys excited for uh, Rogue One? Oh, hell to the end. Absolutely. So, December 16th, we have to be there opening night on... So yeah. that's a Thursday night. Thursday or no, fifteenth. The fifteenth uh, will be the the Thursday night premiere. Yes, yes. So we got to go. Oh, it's going to be like the very Done. first thing. I yes. get goosebumps yeah. every time I see the trailer. <laughs> it was so I good. I stopped watching trailers because. So, um, <laughs> oh, wait, here, wait, here wait, we go again. Oh guy. my god. <laughs> so um, let's let's quickly rehash a quick conversation that we had at dinner the other night. Um, JoJo doesn't like to watch trailers because they give away too much. They give away too much. Neil says. They hardly give away anything. It's true. If, if you go and look uh, after the fact, what actually shows up in the trailer, most of is stuff that ends up on the cutting room floor. A lot of it does not make it into the movie. Marvel is famous for this. They did it with Guardians of the Galaxy. They did it with Avengers Age of Ultron, Captain America Civil War. I think the example I gave you guys was with um, Avengers Age of Ultron. There were a lot of people complaining, oh my gosh, why should I go see the movie? I've seen you know so much of it. Turns out, of the 16 minutes of video, only four of it was actually from the movie. The rest was stuff that 
did not end up in the movie. Right. Kind of out of context and, in some regards. Yeah. Now, so, and then of course those people don't know that they don't go back and look, and you yeah. know they're all upset. So Darth Vader's not <laughs> for in no this reason. fucking movie. I'm gonna be so mad. He's in the movie. I know, but because the the, they show him in the in the uh, yeah, they show him in the uh, in the um, in the trailer. But if th- that ends up on the cutting room floor, I'm gonna. I'm well, you know, this little. is set right before the first star- the first Star Wars yeah, movie, so right. this is the story of how did they get the plans for the Death Star? So and he's supposed to be a ruthless, very aggressive. Darth has to be yeah. in this movie. Yep. Now, what's your what's your positioning on like? Why don't you just just watch it, Jojo? It's so good. Two words: Darth Maul. All right, give the people your your. Uh, they your showed stance. a, a, a double sided lightsaber on a small screen that should have waited till the silver screen to, to appear. That's a uh, a shock and awe kind of a moment that should not have appeared in a trailer. So, how old is that movie now? What what year did that movie come 99. out? Ninety nine. Ninety nine or seventeen. So, no, so you've been har- harboring this <laughs> angst for seventeen years. He has. Well, yes. Against most movies, yes. It's time to move on. I want to let hear, it go. Feel the force. I want to hear from the the Geek Thirty audience how you guys feel about movie trailers. Do you guys feel like uh, there? Can you j- just like not wait to see the trailer? Like for me, I, I gotta see it like as soon as it comes out. Or are you like JoJo, where you just you don't want to be spoiled? Um, a Darth Maul moment comes to mind. Seventeen years, and they showed the crossbladed lightsaber in last year's trailer of um, episode. Uh, seven. So yeah, but everybody hated that shit. For so some basically, reason. on, <laughs> on, on <laughs> everybody was like, "Oh, that's stupid." But that that, that should have shown up on screen. That shouldn't have been on a trailer again. Yeah, but everybody loved Darth <clears throat> Maul's lightsaber. They're like, "Oh, that's really cool." And then everybody hated this. this <laughs> so I, I have a prediction. When you know, forty, fifty years from now, when JoJo's on his deathbed, he'll be laying there going, "The trailer. They showed it too much." <laughs> His last word. His dying breath. <laughs> his dying breath. <laughs> that might be the case. <laughs> I never learned how to let it go. <laughs> they never had an orange lightsaber. <laughs> they, they do in the expanding universe that was written off by Disney. I know. All right. Well, this is the part of the episode where we're going to be getting into some spoilers. Uh, we're going to be talking about Doctor Strange. And I'm going to tell you that really, honestly, like the movie didn't. It, I didn't think that there's anything really that spoilery until like after the credits, maybe. But I feel if we reference certain things if, though that people don't want us to reference them. Yeah, so you know, take it take it with like a grain of salt. All right. Um. So here we go. We're gonna count it down. Okay. Five, four, three, two, one. Han Solo died. Whoa, whoa, wrong whoa. movie. Wrong movie. God, I Calm keep. It's still, I'm still not okay with it. Just can't do it. Just can't do it. It's hard. I know. It's hard. <laughs> so Doctor Strange was fantastic. We had the opportunity to um, all three of us and some friends tagged along. Shout out to uh, Mary, Andrew. Who else was there? Uh, Sean, Mary's uh, daughter, uh, Kaylee, and her boyfriend uh, Maxon, and mm-hmm. uh, Pablo and Dina. Yeah, yeah. Shout yeah. out to everybody who. Uh, joined us as we went and saw this movie it was a lot of fun though i think the movie um was the most unique marvel movie i think i've ever seen ever absolutely what do you guys think it so, completely so took a different this is, turn this is where neil's whole expertise comes into play neil is a big marvel um aficionado so neil i would love to hear your just overall take on the movie well, first of all, I'm not a Doctor Strange expert, but I did read some of it growing up. I don't know if you guys know a little bit about Doctor Strange's background, and for the audience, it might be useful. Um, he first appears back, I want to say 1963, in 
issue 110 of, of Strange Tales, I believe it was. And, you know, so he would appear intermittently and so forth. But um, he um, he was part of his own superhero group. If you guys know who the Defenders are. Yeah. The yes. original iteration of the Defenders was Doctor Strange, the Incredible Hulk, and, and Namor, the Submariner. Oh, and really? Of course, they no were an interesting superhero group because they didn't have a charter and rules like the Avengers did. It was just like, hey, the world needs saving. Let's get together. Um, cool. So, you know, and of course, the, the, mo- the most modern iteration of the Defenders is much farther down the timeline. It doesn't have anything to do with Doctor Strange. Right. But I thought it was really cool. As you said, it was really trippy. Um, it is so far away from anything else that Marvel has ever done as a movie because you're so used to, you know, the, the superheroes that are, you know, fighting with, you know, muscle or some sort of special weapon, and and seeing Doctor Strange's uh, evolution from being this self-absorbed uh, brat, right? You know, really who doesn't was. care Absolutely. about anybody. Very similar in some ways to the the story arc that. Tony Stark goes through from being, you know, this rich millionaire who doesn't care about anybody but himself and making lots of money. Similar type of, of storyline, but um, some major differences. And um, so it, you, we've got that origin story part going on, uh, which is necessary to set the stage for the rest of the movie. Uh, but I was very impressed with all of the actors in the movie. Of course, Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange. Very impressed with Tilda Swinton as yes. Ancient oh my One. Gosh. Yes. She was amazing. And yeah. the, the gentleman who played Mordo, I cannot pronounce that actor's name, so I'm not even going to try. Um, um, he was phenomenal. Mads Mickelson? No, Mads Mickelson plays Casalis. Casalis, I'm sorry. Who yeah. is the, uh, one of the... Uh, the bad guys, um, but I cannot. Uh, I've tried to pronounce the the actor's name that plays Mordo and Doctor Strange. Um, he was really good, and, and of course Benedict Wong as Wong uh, was really great too. Right. How many times do you come across a movie where you have two actors with the first name Benedict in the same right, movie? Exactly. That's unusual, but that's neither here nor or there. An actor whose actual name is their character name. <laughs> yeah, that's the yeah, that's a double entendre almost. Right. Yeah. So it was a really cool movie, and there are so many little Easter eggs throughout this movie. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I know Alex didn't notice it when we were watching it, but some several times when they showed the, the skyline of, of New York City, if you were watching carefully, you'd see the Avengers Tower yes. uh, on the skyline there, it. which is really cool. Uh, and, of course, there's that one scene where uh, Benedict is telling Doctor Strange, you know, the Avengers fight the physical battles of the world. We fight you know, against the mystical realms and so forth. Right. So I thought was really interesting is they are starting to bring in all these cosmic elements into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But Marvel's has been, Marvel's been doing this for a while, but if you've, if you've really been paying attention. I mean, it goes all the way back to the first Thor movie when we get to see the Asgardians right, and right. some of the things that they do. And, and then that, in, was, that was outlandish to begin with. That was something completely brand new, like a breath of fresh air. But this was still something even more right. so about but the, new. The, that's and, the interesting thing, though, yeah. is the Asgardians are out there dabbling in some of this, right? right? And then we saw a little bit in Captain America, the first Avenger, because we see the Red Skull referencing you know, the fact that the Tesseract had been left on earth by some spacefaring race in this case it's the asgardians we find out later but uh, and then we get even more into it with guardians of the galaxy we start to see you know we saw thanos at the end of the avengers but we really get to see him in guardians of the galaxy and he's a cosmic badass and and then we really start to get into it with um, with dr strange and you asked me an interesting question the other night about all of this and there's i think a tie-in here with season four of agents of shield also spoiler alert because they've introduced ghost rider yeah this oh, wow. season and he is very much of this mystical realm as well yeah and um so seeing dormammu 
in Doctor Strange and the fight that Doctor Strange has with him, that was amazing. Right. Gosh, absolutely. it was so unique. That like was just unlike we've so seen anything we've I mean, seen. Just over and over and that, over. And that's the thing is know. that he, this is, I think, the first battle that wasn't a battle of, of just sheer strength, you know, it was a battle of wits. It was a battle of logic. He it was had a big about of will. Like right. he, he kept dying. He kept dying. Yeah, but he, and had he frustrated Dormammu <laughs> so much when he realized I'm stuck like this for eternity if I don't do something. Right, exactly. But he had to think about that before he approached that. He had to know what he was getting into in order to approach that, which is insane to think about. So I wanted to bring up you brought up a really interesting point, and I think we talked about this very briefly after we saw the movie you know there's a there's definitely a similarity between strange and uh tony stark right there's a a cockiness and and a shift in personality as each character evolves strange it happens a lot sooner um but i feel like the the cockiness is a little different it is it is very much different what do you think the difference is well the difference is so if you watch all of the movies that tony stark's characters in in the first movie he goes from being this self-absorbed rich boy to oh my god my weapons are killing people i don't want to be that guy and so he starts to try to make those initial changes in his life but he's still kind of you know sleeping around with lots of women and so forth so he doesn't quite get the whole picture and then he starts to find out you know and he gets the feelings for pepper pots and and that character starts to evolve okay now i'm not only going to change the world but i'm going to change me i'm going to be a better person she makes me want to be a better person and then you see in the next movie you know he also has this evolution of of character where he's got these other regrets he's trying to address all of them and and it takes him i mean even now he's still got problems you get into iron man 3 now he's having panic attacks right right he's he he's he can't sleep at night you know and then when we get into you know uh avengers age of ultron you know we find out you know he's responsible for almost the world being destroyed right which is why in civil war now he's ready to like you know just throw the throw it in you guys do whatever you want i need to be kept under control because i'm out of control so it's this really long arc in terms of how the character evolves in terms of the evolution and i don't think we're done right and dr strange we get there a lot faster but yeah we have to i think because of uh well so tony stark has this thing where he's battling what he needs to do and who he is you know there there, a constant battle for him benedict cumberbatch's dr strange kind of gets a an, an awakening he realized everything that he knew is not as he thought it was and he he's got to change everything right now in order to be able to get to where he needs to be yeah so two two things um the the first i i just want to kind of give my perspective of of his character compared because when you look at tony stark i think it's i think jojo said it perfectly it, it's kind of a back and forth he's trying to figure out who he is and he's almost embracing the power that he has now as an avenger as a um kind of this public figure of you know iron man etc but uh dr strange deals with his uh his change in, in personality from a cockiness to there's almost a humility that's forced into him because he loses uh use of his hands which were that was his greatest asset he still has his mind which is brilliant but at the same time he's not able to do what he's best at and and all of a sudden it brings him completely down to a new low you see him looking almost like a homeless person 
I, I love the visualization there. It was great. I mean, Tony Stark didn't have somebody to be his mentor. That, that whole process was him kind of trying to find his way, whereas Doctor Strange had the Ancient One there kind of like basically pounding him you know, it was basically incessantly. Yeah, it was point. like boot camp. They had to break you down before they can build you up. That, that whole that whole sequence where she basically slams him and knocks his astral self out of his physical body, and he's sitting there looking at himself and looking at his body over there, and then she pulls him back in. He's like, "What, what, what did you put in that tea?" Like he's taking LSD or something, <laughs> yeah, he's right? Tripping. He's, he's tripping. He just saw <laughs> it. <Tripping he's>, falls. <laughs> yeah. He saw. He still does not believe it yet. He and doesn't so believe she it. She throws yeah. him into another trip. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, you you said another thing, Jojo, that really made me uh, curious. What would happen if roles were swapped? What if? Stephen Strange was the the, the the character Stephen Strange was given the opportunity to navigate his power uh, without losing his hum- humility. And what if Iron Man, Tony Stark, what if roles were flipped? What if Iron Man was put in more of a, a humbling situation? Well, I think he has been put in a humbling situation. I mean, that's what happens in Civil War, right? He gives in. Because he's like, oh my god, I almost destroyed the planet. But it almost feels like with Tony Stark, it's not that he necessarily got to this point at, because of a long uh, distance thing. It's more that he's in the moment. At this point, yes, I am just going to retreat and, and do whatever. At this point, I am humility. But tomorrow I'm sleeping with the three other women. You know, So he, he's it's kind of like he's picking his battles. You know, He is and he isn't humble simultaneously. He hasn't really It's kinda, almost a 180 for strange. Right. Yeah, with you know, strange. He's 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 almost a completely different person. You know, he's and a completely different for, person he, from the. From he went the first from he can't use his hands, and his whole life is his hands. To I will get my hands at some point. I got to focus on this hey, first. Also, how brilliant was Benedict Cumberbatch's acting? You know, like you saw his trembling hands and and like his fingers. Just everything was so believable. It absolutely, was. It really absolutely. was. He is so fucking good. He's I a complete that body guy. actor, which is awesome. I loved it. Uh, what was your all's favorite moment of the film? I, I got to say there were a couple for me. There are probably more than a couple, but the, the, the ones that stand out was when we realized that the Eye of Agamotto is the time stone, one of, one of the yeah. Infinity yeah. Stones, <laughs> right. and he uses it against Dormammu to basically right. just you know smoke his ass. You know, we're going <laughs> we're gonna to do this forever, bitch. You know? I mean, if you don't like it, tough. And then also uh, the whole Cloak of Levitation. The right. Cloak chews. I don't know if you guys noticed. The Cloak chooses him right yeah yes. and so also i love how the cloak was its own character in itself <laughs> it was and so it's almost like a spawn he's, he's, uh, cape yeah he's <laughs> trying to keep him you know for doing stuff but then it also once he starts to you know he takes it on it starts defending him yeah which was really cool when he's having those battles with casalis's little minions there and he can't see anything and yeah. it's fighting off you know, stuff around that, him that he was, can't see that was great yeah and then oh, and of so course good. the other part was the first trailer the first teaser trailer mid credits Yes, yes, and, and before we get to that, major spoiler that, alert. That is that is something in itself. Jojo, what was your favorite moment of the movie? Um, so I actually like the British approach to certain jokes, where they'll take an entire show or movie to make a joke, um, and I love his interactions with Wong and how how Wong would just not laugh at anything. He's no sense of humor. He has no sense of humor. <laughs> and, that was great. You know, he would it, you would see him. He made a joke about Beyonce, and in the next scene, Wong Scott Beyonce is playing through the uh, the headphones, <laughs> and he's like taking books he's not supposed to take behind his back, and Wong knows everything that happens in his. So it's, yeah. he's, he's kind of playing with him, right? Yeah. And you just see his arm, and he, he does this, and Wong turns around, and he goes and takes the book that's in front of him. And it's like what? So Wong's all over the place. 
all then, while playing Beyonce, all the single ladies. Yeah, exactly. It was the single ladies, right? All the single ladies. I don't was know. It's it something. That, yeah, it was something like that. But then the yeah. ancient one busts him. She knows he was doing that right. the whole time. Exactly. Yeah. But then at the end, he makes some passive, you know, joke, just an off mark, you know, comment, and Wong starts laughing like he loses it, and he's he's got this face, and he's like, "What's that?" Like it's a typical Benedict Cumberbatch, right? He has this look. What? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I thought that was just brilliantly completely, done. That they they like, built up to that. That's completely out of character for this person. <laughs> for me, I think everything that Tilda Swinton did in that movie was my favorite. Okay. I I loved the role that she played, the the sense of um she had this conflicted sort of personality, you know, when we start to learn about how she was utilizing that power for to, to keep herself alive. And also, just her character was just a complete badass. Right. I loved everything about it. When she came in, it just stopped everything. Yeah. Doesn't matter how many people are there, she just stopped it. Yeah. She just laid down the law. Total mentor role. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the total, uh, you know, Merlin to the, you know, to Arthur, you know, yeah. sort of. Yeah. That that but mentorship. It also worked because, you know, again, um, Doctor Strange, Stephen Strange is still in disbelief about a lot of things. And she comes in time and time again, just shows it. You know, she doesn't just oh well, you can do this. No, she shows it. And like so when he, she had the guy with no it. with no hand. Yeah, remember how he was still able to conjure magic? Absol- and absolutely, that was a great scene. Right. Yeah. That Boy, puts was in that humbling for him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah, you can't you can't sort of use your hands. You can, but you can't. This motherfucker has no hand, <laughs> and he's still able to do this shit. So what's your ex- excuse? Right. Um, the now here's where we're going to get into more spoilery territory and where I like was geeking out all over Jojo during, <laughs> during this part. So this is, wet. so there, there were two, uh, end credit, um, scenes. scenes. The first one is more substantial than the second. I think, I think the second one we all saw coming, if you know anything about Dr. Strange. Um, but the, the first one is basically, Doctor Strange is now the guardian of the New York portal, you know, or is that is that the term, Neil? Well, it's the Sanctum Santorum, the New York City Sanctum Santorum. But as far as I can tell, he's not yet the Saucer Supreme. And if you if you noticed that Wong made some comment about, you know, there is no Saucer Supreme right now. So still the ancient one is gone, but he's not ascended to that point where he's got the, the mantle of. The saucer supreme, but he is, but he is protecting the Sanctum Santorum in New York. And while he's sitting there, he uh, is pouring a glass of or a a cup of tea, cup of tea, for an individual. And you hear a very familiar voice. It happens to be Thor. Thor is, and he's talking to Thor about his concerns with him and his brother, and some of the trouble that they're causing, and their quest to find their father, Odin, his brother being Loki. And uh, at the very end of that entire scene, um, you know, he's basically like, so you're not going to leave until you find your father. And Thor's like, yeah, pretty much. And Doctor Strange stands up. He's like, all right, I'll help. And I fucking lost it. <laughs> that, I was like, was this guy's going to be in the movie. He's going to be Ragnarok. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm curious it. because uh, Thor Dark World ended with Loki impersonating Odin. Odin. Yeah. So, um at some point, Thor figured out that Loki was impersonating. How did Loki lose Odin? You know, so I'm wondering where that. Well, I think he did something bad to Odin. Right. I mean, we'll find out in the next Obviously, movie. Uh, yeah. yeah. And and so I'm guessing we'll have a Doctor Strange cameo in Thor Ragnarok. At the very least, I wonder right. if he's going to be in it more than we even know. That's a good question. I there was a when they were shooting um, 
uh, Thor Ragnarok, uh, Taika Watiti, who's the director of, of Thor Ragnarok, uh, tweeted out this little shot of Thor walking down the street, and he had the address to the New York Sanctum Santorum. So he was looking for Doctor Strange. Oh, so that was kind of cool. So everybody's like, "Oh my God, that's exciting, right?" Right. But you know what you left out was while they were sitting there talking, uh, Thor wasn't really thrilled with a cup of tea. So all of a sudden, he's got this humongous mug of beer, and of course, knowing how Thor can drink, he just chugs down that entire thing, and then Doctor Strange just waves his hand, and the mug fills right back up with beer. And Thor gets this kind of look on his face like, ooh. Yeah, I loved <laughs> it so much. Unlimited beer. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see what happens with Thor Ragnarok. That's all speculation at this point. When does that movie come out? That's a year out, so November 2017. And that's going to be an amazing movie because it's got an all-star cast in it, too. I mean, some of the biggest names we've ever seen. Yeah, share, share that cast that you know. Well, so you know, obviously we have Chris Hemsworth as Thor and Tom Hiddleston as Loki and... Uh, um, Anthony Hopkins as Odin, but we also now have um, Tessa Thompson as the Valkyrie, if you guys are familiar with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got um, Jeff Goldblum as the Grandmaster. Uh, we've got Bruce Banner uh, being played, obviously, by uh, Mark, Mark Ruffalo. Ruffalo. Yeah. Uh, we've got Kate Blanchett playing Gila, who's the uh, Asgardian uh, goddess of the underworld. Uh, and we have uh, old what's his face, uh, the actor who was in um, Star Trek who plays uh, Bones, um, and he was in. Oh, uh, um, why can't I remember his Carl name? Carl Urban. Carl Urban playing Scourge, who is another Asgardian who doesn't always see eye to eye with Thor. So a lot of huge names, and I believe that the Grand Master, his character, is of the same race as the Collector. Oh wow. At least in the comic books, he is. So whether or not they follow that in the movie will be interesting. So you notice now, Bones and Kirk's dad are going to be in the same movie. Bones and Kirk, yeah. 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 Everybody forgets that. And supposedly that's the the theme uh, for the new Star Trek movie, the next Star Trek movie that's coming out. Chris Hemsworth is going to be in it, and he's going to play Kirk's dad. You hear about that? No, I didn't see that. Yeah, that's That's cool. That's That's uh, cool. More to come on that. Love all these sci-fi Marvel crossover things. It's really awesome. So give us a rating. Zero out of ten. Ten being the best. Where would you rate this film? For Doctor Strange? Yeah. Man, that's really hard. I I would say like a 9.5. I I was thinking the exact same (laughs) thing. I mean, it couldn't get get much better. It wasn't perfect in my eyes, but... For for some reason, I, just something about it, like it just it, it wasn't a civil war for me. Civil war is my absolute favorite, but it was it was so different from everything else that I've seen. And the fight scenes were the most creative thing. the The warping of the world was really crazy. Jojo, where would you rate it? So I would give it a high rating too, um, because it's one of the first model movies that doesn't pit the character against itself, like Spider Man versus Venom or Iron Man versus. Um, what is it, Zebediah? Um, Zebediah Stain. Yeah, a, a bigger Iron Man or Hulk versus Abomination. In this case, the bad guy is already established as somebody who already knows what he's doing, and he has a quick. Uh, Strange has to quickly learn how to get to where he needs to be to stop him. So I like that in verse. Um, yes, it is the same art for finding the versus the same art, but it's not. I already established this. Now the bad guy comes in, and you know it's just as good now. So I can appreciate that. Um, that perspective, it, it was fantastic. I think I like a lot of the build-ups. I, li- I like a lot of the characters and sub-characters as well. Benjamin Bratt and whatever. Everything was... Nothing felt forced. Everything felt natural. I'd Benjamin give it a 10. Cumberbatch. Ben, uh, Benjamin Cumberbatch. <laughs> <laughs> Benjamin Bratt. Benjamin <laughs> Bratt. 
you know, there's, there's, there's another little interesting aspect of this. We I mentioned earlier a little uh-huh. bit about Agents of Shield season four, the introduction of of Ghost Rider, yeah. being played by uh, Gabriel Luna as the Robbie Reyes version yeah. of Ghost Rider. And there's a the if you know what the backstory is with the original Ghost Rider, which was Johnny Blaze, uh-huh. how he came into being. There's another demonic creature out there, very similar to Dormammu, and his name is Mephisto. And he's the one who possesses Johnny Blaze and makes him Ghost Rider. And so there is a very real possibility, because uh, Dormammu and Mephisto being kind of like of the same ilk, that we may see huh. them showing up, crossing over. Um, you guys, if you've been watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., spoiler alert, um, season six, uh, uh, or if season four, episode six, uh, showed how Robbie Reyes's version of Ghost Rider became Ghost Rider. Oh wow! He's laying there, almost dead in the street, and a chopper rolls up, and all of a sudden the guy on the chopper walks up, and when he looks down, it looks like Ghost Rider turning him into Ghost Rider. So, got to be Johnny Blaze, right? Yeah, right. original Blaze Ghost Rider into, and Mephisto yeah. turned Johnny Blaze into Ghost Rider, and so I'm expecting to see that demon show up very soon too. Whether on Agents of Shield or in one of the movies or something. Oh wow, well, that's going to be really yeah, cool. We'll just have to find out. If you guys loved uh, Doctor Strange or hated it, let us know. Geek Thirty Podcast at Gmail Remember to spell out the word thirty. And we have um, some really great responses to last week's uh, question of the week. Absolutely. And uh, we're going to get into that segment now. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. So last week's question was who is your favorite disney princess and why uh mine was jasmine because she's a total hottie bell because beeson gaston all right so what about yours neil i'm concerned that this is a question that you guys have got on the show here I, this is very disturbing to me i'm oh, not dude. sure why but have you seen those hips on jasmine though no i guess i haven't oh my god and that, that there's so many that no rapunzel there's elsa there's uh the new one, uh, Moana, Mauna. I mean, there's, 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 uh, there's Tiana. There's way more to Jasmine than just that, but <laughs> god damn it. That's all you can pay attention to. You know, I, I was just a, a, a young boy at the time. And <laughs> what can I say? Are, are these animated movies we're talking yeah. about? Yes. Or? Oh, wow, yeah. now I'm even more disturbed. <laughs> Listen, okay, what I did with my own time when I was a 13-year-old boy is none of your business. <laughs> I'm just saying, what did you do? You, dry, you dragged me into this, so. <laughs> all right, Neil, so if you had to choose one. Not that she has to be hot. Uh, or anything, I don't know. I, you know? I, I'm thinking some of the more, uh, and I don't even know if these are Disney movies. You said Disney princesses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, some of these these more modern movies like uh, what was the one that Chris Hemsworth was something something and the Huntsman. Oh, uh, Snow White yeah, and the Huntsman. Snow White, Snow White and the Huntsman. Mm-hmm. So you know the the chicks and and that that were the, the evil movie. witches and stuff. Yeah, they were, they were yeah. pretty hot. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, but I, I don't there even I can't remember who the well, actresses just, were. In just that to movie. remind you, Disney purchased uh, Star Wars, so Leia, um, Admiral. Uh, they're all princesses now. Oh, you're princesses. Ca- Wait a minute. Just because <laughs> they, just there. because Disney owns it doesn't yeah. mean all females are princesses. It's a technicality. Oh. And it's also a technicality. <laughs> according according to the according to the Disney uh, parades that go through the Magic Kingdom, yeah, they're pretty much. Uh, Disney. Then I choose and also I choose be, 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 Princess Leia in the slave Leia form. There we go. Fantastic. Excellent. Also, since Disney owns most of Marvel now, uh, and there's a female Thor, Thor is now a Disney princess. 
God, man, that oh, be, Neil just crapped his no, pants. No, you just basically <laughs> opened up the door for anything and everything to be part of this. I mean, there's no limits. That's right. Well, here let's let's read off some uh, some responses here. We had Andy. Andy uh, contributes to the Geek Parenting um, part of our blog. He said Rapunzel or Tiana both didn't need a prince to save them. Plus, Tangled and Mandy Moore and Zachary uh, Levy played off each other, and it was a lot of fun. Whereas the music for The Princess and the Frog was an amazing taste of Louisiana blues. So that was really so cool. The Princess and the Frog was a fantastic movie. It was yeah, so much better than I expected it to be. Like, I haven't seen it. I was excited for it, it, and then it still blew my mind. And usually when you're excited for something, it's less than what you expect it to be. I was excited for it, and it was even better, which is rare for me. I'll let you borrow the Blu-ray since I have that I, No, seriously, I would love yeah. to watch it. Um, and then Tangled was, I love Tangled. Awesome. And, and Sam said uh, Elsa because she doesn't get, take shit from no one and she doesn't need a man to save her. Great role model for girls everywhere. I agree with that. I he love ne- that he messaging. Needs, he needs to let it go. Just let it go. He needs to let Don't it worry go. about it anymore. <laughs> okay? You're welcome, everybody at home who just got that song stuck in your head. Do you want to build a snowman? <laughs> Nikki says, "I always liked Belle. She had a great fa- she had great family values, being so dedicated to her dad, and fell in love based on compatibility, not looks." Um, my mom wrote in. She said, "I love your question of the week. It would be a tie between Belle and Elsa because they aren't sitting around waiting for a man to save the day." <laughs> and then she posted a picture of a girl holding up an owl. So, <laughs> an, an observation here. All of the people who are, are writing in have much deeper, in-depth explanations as opposed to what just happened at this table here. Yeah, well, I know, but... <laughs> there's a lot more depth. There's, yeah, there's a lot more depth. <laughs> but for me, it was Princess Jasmine, because she's a hottie. Um, Javi says, to answer your question, Jasmine was and still is my crush because of those hips. They Amen, don't lie. brother. Her hips don't lie. I've always been a hips man and, and dear loud <laughs> Jasmine's don't lie. What is that song about the hips don't lie? <laughs> oh, I'm on tonight. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm feeling right and I'm a hips don't I can't remember the lyrics. It's been uh, so, it's was like a oh, uh, late 90s. Shakira. Yeah, Shakira. Yeah, Shakira. Shakira, yeah. My wife wrote in, Deanna, Deanna, we're mentioning you on the show. All right, she heard me. Um, she's not answering you, because last time she answered you, I had an unfiltered response. That's right. <laughs> this time she'll run down and say, honey, we're having twins. Oh, God. Oh, you will Jesus. need a brown paper Triplets. Bag. I need a second. I just need a... Hyperventilation time. Need a second. Have a beer. Did you have a stroke? A little bit. Heart attack. So Deanna says, Belle, because she loves to read, and Deanna's a huge bookhead, so. Um, and was always a fairly independent woman. Wouldn't the but correct ha- term be bookworm? Well, actually, the word bookhead. that she put down was oh, book, she said nerd. book nerd. I thought they said book okay. Head. I was going to say I can't read. I, you can my see, you can see that Alex doesn't actually pay attention to his wife. No. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> what? Huh? Um, she says, but I have also loved Jasmine's outfit for the same reasons Katie said, and my sister on the show was just talking about how she showed off that midriff, and you know, I mean, it's hot. I ain't gonna lie. That's great. And she got the eyes. Uh, Emily from the 501st. Nice. Our friends up at Old Line Garrison um, up in Maryland. So she said, I ask everyone this question. I look forward to the results. Personally, I'm a Bell fan. Thanks to her for being... um, for being strange, even when people were singing about her weirdness. 
she stayed true to herself the, and she found a hairy man bear beast <laughs> um they literally sang to her like the whole town gathered around her while she wasn't even paying attention to them singing about her being weird yeah yeah <laughs> she had scene. no idea she, she had, had no, no idea. idea you're weird it's like we're all these people <laughs> have you seen the have you seen the um the parody video called hey girl yeah hey girl <laughs> hey girl hey girl hey girl hey girl <laughs> anyway uh and then we have Melissa. Melissa says, "Old school Ariel because duh, she's a mermaid. Duh. New school Anna because she's adventurous and adorable, and I would totally be her best friend. And she likes to finish other people's sandwiches. Mm-hmm. And Chris uh, agreed with Melissa on all those responses. Of course. So uh, we also had Don. Our friend Don wrote in. Yay! He actually sent an email. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He he sent an email to Geek Thirty Podcast at Gmail He says." Uh, it has to be Belle. Just love her classic elegance. And he has a Warcraft character named Belle. Nice. Now, if you remember last week, we also talked about uh, scary video games. He said, uh, he said that uh, to the scary video games list, I have to agree with JoJo and put Doom on the list. But how is Wolfenstein not on there? That game scared the shit out of me back in the day. Because people expect the uh, the kind of thriller, like the slow pace, and then jah, jump out and do yeah. psychological, whatever. Doom was scary as shit. And uh, so was Wolfenstein. All of a sudden, there was no lights. And even though you're running and gunning, things pop out at you even at, at high speed so it was still scary how about you neil like were, were, do you did you think that doom was scary back in the day no but i found the game to be incredible you told me the game or the movie oh the game the game was incredibly addictive my brother got me hooked on it and then he i wouldn't get off his pc and it would piss him off and uh but i you know i, I gotta say the scariest game for me was quake 4 yes so absolutely. when they were going up against the strog yes did you, uh, did you play that jojo yes that whole sequence where you're not allowed to get past that one level and you get taken prisoner and you get strapped onto the chair in the conveyor belt yeah and you get to watch the guy in front of you get his arms and legs sawed off and then uh like new parts yeah. like stapled and bolted on and <laughs> you see blood shooting everywhere and the guy's screaming and you know it's about to happen to you right that was really freaky exactly i mean it's, it's real life again it's, it's not a, a, a psychological slow thriller like a lot of horror games are associated with these days this is like this is a a mental image and this is a high-paced action game but things are still messed up yeah totally well thanks for everybody for uh writing in and if you'd ever like to contribute to the show email us geek30podcast at gmail.com hit us up on social media etc now before we get into this upcoming um question of the week we actually have a surprise third beer or second beer. Second I'm beer. I'm looking at three beers sitting here. <laughs> second beer. Have another beer. You can't they're, count. They're, they're, yeah. Well, JoJo brought another one, but we might have to do that one another time. Uh, oh, that's for Neil. Just make, just make the podcast longer tonight. Yeah. So we have uh, hours later. We're still drinking. This one's called uh, Duchess 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 de, de, de Bourgeon or something. Bourgeon. I can't pronounce it. Bologna? It's Belgian. It's Belgian. Now, JoJo has never had this beer. I had the opportunity to try it. And uh, so, you know what? Cheers, guys. Cheers. Let's try this. Cheers. Salud. So, while they're sipping on this, this is a, a, a sour, a Belgian sour ale, and it's a, a, a subtype known as a Flanders red ale. Oh, wow. So, Jojo, do you like this beer? So good. Yeah, you like you, you like sour beers. I love sour beers, yes. This is one of the only sour beers that I think I like. This is, uh, again... I'm used to sour beers being very light in color. This is very dark, but it drinks light. 
which is awesome. So for those of you who can't see what the beer looks like, a lot of sour ales look almost like lemonade in the glass. They're very light, yellowish, almost see-through, very citrusy, very floral. This is a very dark, rich beer. You cannot see through it. And it tastes like, it tastes vinegary. It tastes like- That's a uh, really (laughs) off-putting description, guys. Don't don't take that (laughs) too seriously. Um, what is that, Brandon from uh, Quattro Goomba? It, uh, it, it, oh, it tastes <laughs> like a west wet horse blanket, but in but, a good way. <laughs> uh, I would say it, it tastes like a, uh, a, 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 a wet uh, gym sneaker, but in a good way. <laughs> Guys, it's really unique. It's really if good. You, it's, it's got the sourness on there. It's so awesome. If you like sour beers, it's definitely worth a shot. We're going to uh, post this in the show notes as well. So thank you, Neil, for bringing this. Well, uh, you're welcome. For me, it's as I've told you before, it's an intersection of of sour and tart yeah. and sweet and vinegar all at the same time. And it that sounds strange for those three things to work together, but they all come together almost perfectly. Absolutely well-balanced. Really, really neat. Very rich. Now, Neil, you want to share this week's question of the week? Absolutely. So the question of the week is, what is your favorite Marvel Studios movie? Notice Marvel Studios. So can't be something made by you know X Men or Fantastic or, Four, yeah. Fox, any of that stuff. Part of the What's your favorite universe. Marvel Studios movie? Part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and why? So Neil, you want to give your answer? So this is going to be a little harder for me because I don't look at all of the movies as you know which one is my favorite. They're all so very different, and so there's so many things to enjoy about each one. So I don't try to compare them in that way because they're all telling a part of the overall story. Um, but having said that, I, I like a lot of them. Um, I like all of them for the most part. I'd say The Incredible Hulk is probably my least favorite of all of them. Yeah. Right. But I will say the ones that towards the top are both of the Avengers movie, Guardians of the Galaxy, um, all the Captain America movies. Um, and I really enjoyed Ant-Man a lot. I thought the storyline in that movie was amazing. Uh, it was just really, really awesome. Very Enjoyed cool. that a lot. And I'm looking forward to uh, some of the upcoming stuff. You know, obviously Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Really excited about the Black Panther movie. Oh, yeah. And uh, the Captain Marvel movie. Yeah, yeah. A little uh, Easter egg in, in uh, Doctor Strange. Yeah. Which we just learned about. You want to share that real quick? So, um, Especially we, if like, you haven't seen this movie and you're, and you're listening anyway, uh, keep an eye out for this. Major spoiler alert. Yeah. So we see the sequence where Doctor Strange is driving down the road and he's doing something he shouldn't be doing. He's looking at his smartphone, <laughs> driving in a high-speed car down a rainy road. He has a horrible accident, but right before he does... He gets this message about a potential patient, which turns out is looks like it's Carol Danvers, who is Captain Marvel. Oh wow! So uh, we'll see how that that uh, that turns out. Yeah, I can't wait to see what happens there. Now, so I would I'll just answer from my perspective. It has to be Civil War. It's everything I wanted in a in a Marvel movie. It's nothing nothing against any of the other Marvel movies because they're, I love them all. I think I, I'm on the same boat as you though. The the Incredible Hulk movie is probably my least favorite, but. I just loved all the the um, fan service <laughs> that I got from Civil War. It just it was so enjoyable and something that I could watch all the time. How about you, JoJo? So when they did Iron Man, they did Iron Man well. When they did Captain Mar- uh, Captain America, they did him well. When they did Thor, they did him well. Then each of these movies are yeah, they did. <laughs> I know, right? Um, they each of these movies Woo! were presented in their uh, context really well, even though they were completely different stories. Uh, the one thing I was completely pissed about was Ant Man and Hank Pym, I, and I, I've been vocal about that. 
And I think... Um, <laughs> I know where he's going to go with this. <laughs> and I, I think that's the movie that turned me around the most, actually. Um, I like the direction they, they went with, even though Hank Pym was an original Avenger. Um, the way they set it up, uh, especially with Paul Rudd, how can you not love Paul Rudd? <laughs> you know? Um, I was so surprised at how much I love that movie. Right, exactly. Um, for me, it had to be between Ant-Man and Guardians, uh, just because Guardians, like I mentioned off mic, was it's, it's something that could potentially be watched on its own without the whole Marvel Universe. Yep. It absolutely ties into the Marvel Universe, but it could be a standalone movie. The Thors, the Captain America's, everything's building up to the Avengers, whereas um, Guardians of the Galaxy, it builds, it gives you extra content, but it can be watched without any strings attached there. So it'll be between those two, uh, between Guardians and Ant-Man. So can I ask you a question about that? Absolutely. So you're, you're stating that you were you were upset about Hank Pym. Yes. Can you can you give us a little bit more detail about what it is that frosts your glass? <laughs> uh, because like Hank Pym good. was a uh, was an original Avenger before Captain America was, and I know that they changed a couple things around. They made Captain America the first Avenger in the MCU, um, but when they first started the Avengers, drawing it from the beginning, Ant Man was there first. And Ant-Man was also... Can, can, can you name the original Avengers lineup in the comic book number one? Uh, so it was uh, Hulk, Ant-Man... Um, wasn't Wasp part of no, that? Wasp Don't, help Don't help no, him. No, no, Wasp wasn't there yet. Do not help him. Wasp wasn't there yet. Uh, I'm going blank. I don't know why. So Ant- the Wasp was there from the beginning. So it was, was, Ant-Man okay. and the Wa- it was Ant-Man and the Wasp, Thor, Iron Man, and the Hulk. Okay. Captain America came in in episode number four. They found him. The Avengers found him in the ice, thawed him out. Right. Unlike in the movies where Shield finds him and thaws him out. Right. Yeah. And that's is that when Hulk was still gray, or was he already green at no, that he point? He was green. He, he was, was green. green at that yeah. point because I know they tried to print him as gray first, and that didn't work out. Um, <laughs> it was too hard to print it. Apparently. So your issue was just that he wasn't there he, in the beginning well, no, well, in the Avengers lineup. He was, well, he was. He was he's a he's a complex character. He was Ant Man, he was Giant Man before Captain America even came on board. He was also Hornet. Yes, um, that's true. And so he's had almost like a multiple personality kind of a di- and he's got like different things and he think, he goes on to be another character at, at one point. And so yeah. he's a very complex character and for me <laughs> I saw this as them trying to get into Civil War and I'm seeing Civil War on a scale of Marvel versus Marvel not, you know, five guys versus five, five guys, you know. Um Avengers versus Avengers. Yeah. Um and so he would have a big stake in that. He's the one who created Ultron. He's you know just a bunch of things that happened because of Hank Pym and they they exonate his whole history out. Do you know why they did that? Probably because it's too much to write, write into a movie. Actually, there's a backstory there. Okay. So the Ant-Man movie actually was originally scheduled to come out many, many years before it actually did. And Marvel had a relationship with a guy who was a director named Edgar Wright. And so something soured in that relationship between Marvel Studios and Edgar Wright, and they booted him out. And it took a long time for them to get the whole thing rebooted with Peyton Reed as the new director oh, wow. and the yeah. storyline. If things had happened differently with the original director, we might have very well seen Ant-Man in the first Avengers movie. Right. Um, but the storyline, it's just kind of how it happened, and so they had to kind of retcon everything a little bit and change you know, who created Ultron because and of that. So. Edgar Wright's the one with uh, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, uh, I don't know Scott what other Pogram. movies he's done. I'm not, I've never gone back and looked at his okay. other stuff. I just know that he was originally signed on as the original director of Ant-Man, okay. and then when they had their creative differences and Marvel let him go, and they brought in Peyton Reed, and then... Everything was delayed. A, a lot of people don't know this, but um, Paul Rudd actually is responsible for writing a large part 
of the Ant-Man script oh, wow. along with Peyton Reed. So that doesn't he has happen. He a producer credit, doesn't he? I think he does. And that doesn't happen in most of the Marvel Studios right. movies. You don't have the actor in there doing the screenwriting yeah. and, and some of the directing, producing stuff. Oh, yeah, really interesting. With, uh, except for Deadpool really now, but that's Fox. <laughs> well, yeah, completely different. Um, now that he's taking over that character. Keep so that in mind, they, folks. When you're writing in, it, Deadpool does not count here. Yeah, exactly. Unfortunately, I mean, it, it wouldn't be my number one. My number two is <laughs> is, is Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. Very close. But I think, I think the ex- execution that they did have, with me being pissed about Hank Pym, I still think they did an excellent job with how yeah. they presented Ant-Man in that world. So I was, I was okay with it. Still miffed. It was okay. Some of the jokes, uh, we just saw Doctor Strange. Some of the jokes that they had, nothing ever stopped the motion. It wasn't a Star Wars kind of thing where they had to stop the action to make a joke and then keep the action going. Uh, everything was very fluid. And I thought that the comedy uh, was very fluid, but some of it was kind of hokey, cheesy, you know. <laughs> I think, yeah, Can't I be, think, but I think, it, um, I think it worked. I think they missed out a little bit by not including all the potential that P- Hank Pym had to impact the story, but so I, I totally, I totally get where right. you're coming from. And, and how great was Michael Pena in this movie? Oh, so good. So I mean, I, I've loved him in everything. I loved him in um, what was that Mars uh, movie with uh, uh, Born James Born? Why can't I think of his real name? Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what was that Mars uh, movie? The Martian. The Martian. Yes, <laughs> he was in that too. He yeah. was awesome. That's a great movie. <laughs> so I mean, I love him whenever wherever he goes. And, but in Ant-Man in particular, fantastic. Well, let us know your thoughts at home. Um, and Jojo, I think this is a great opportunity to end the show. So why don't you remind folks where they can reach us to um, share their own thoughts on what their favorite Marvel um, movie is from the cinematic universe. Well, many people actually post to our Facebook. So you can go on Facebook or YouTube and type in Geek 30 Happy Hour. will pop up. Um, or like Don, you can write us an email at Geek 30. Uh, I'm sorry, Geek 30 podcast at gmail.com 30 is spelled out uh we also have a website geek30.com again 30 is spelled out if you go there you've got links to everything twitter youtube facebook all that fun stuff or you can hit us up at twitter um at geek30 again 30 is spelled out yeah and and remember to give us a five-star rating on itunes that definitely helps us get the word out about this show and uh check out our website geek30.com spell out the word 30 now neil thank you so much for joining us today thanks for having me this has been a lot of fun anytime you guys want me to come back i'm here for you absolutely thank you so much for the beers yeah thank you for the beer it's been a blast do you want to recap the beers that we've had today yeah we started off with the founders breakfast stout from uh, founders brewing company up in grand rapids michigan and by the way if you ever get a chance to look at the label on the front of the bottle it's hilarious you got this little kid sitting in his high chair with his spoon and his fork they're like (laughs) feed me now right (laughs) feed me breakfast out and then of course our second beer was the uh, the Duchesse de Bourgogne or whatever the heck it's pronounced a Belgian sour ale in the Flanders red ale subcategory delicious delicious sour ale really great beer well let's say goodbye to the audience Jojo thank you so much for geeking out with us thank you see ya see ya Hit there it. it is. Well, I was waiting for the red to go on. Oh, it, was, it wasn't sure. quite there. <clears throat> All right. Today's beer is brought to you by Birthday Clake. Cake. Clake. Clake. Birthday Clake. Birthday Clake. Diet Birthday Clake. Diet Birthday Clake. Now with more...
teraflops. I don't know. Teraflops. I'm gonna restart that. That's perfect. Let's let's roll with that. That'll be the that'll be the blooper reel. Go ahead. Birthday click. I had so my brain went to the next statement before I was ready to finish this statement, and he just Jojo talks a little too fast for his own good sometimes. I'm Puerto Rican, so when I talk Spanish, it's fast Spanish. My English just apparently doesn't work that way, so it's. Uh, <clears throat> you might want to get a little bit closer. You're, you're still coming in just a little bit. Soft. Okay, I'll bring myself up. Don't worry. Okay. Because it's literally the stand is I off know. the table now. I, yeah, so. I know, man. I know. Just need to get a new table. Been saying it for a year. <laughs> I think actually that's my purchase now because you purchased the input thing. So deal. <laughs> we'll, we'll work on something. I'll, I'll look at something. Um. <clears throat> Today's episode is brought to you by Birthday Cake. Clake. What the fuck? <laughs> sorry. You asshole. You are not sorry. <laughs> Had to. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> From uh, Austin Powers. Yeah. No, I didn't. Uh, uh, uh. He was having daddy issues. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, you leaned in. No, I'm just getting ready. I'm just getting ready. Hit it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll be good. I promise. Today's be- <laughs> now I'm all riled up. Hold on. 